five quick divrei Torah on the parsha with Rabbi Gil, student of TorahMusings.com. Vishalach. Number one, happy people. The parsha begins by telling us that Hashem took the Jews from Egypt to Eretz Yisrael in a roundabout route. Why? Because he was worried that the Jews would turn around and go back to Egypt. It says in Shmos, Yud Gimel Yilches, Vayasev Elokim Yitzam Derech Hamidbar Yamsof, that Hashem led the, the people in a roundabout way through the desert by the Red Sea. On this, the Midrash Rabbah says, Mikan Shafilu Anishibe Yisrael Sarich Lahasev. So we see from here that even a poor Jew at the night of the Passover Seder, he needs to lean. Lean like a free person, like a happy person, no no worries, no concern. When you drink wine, when you eat, you lean to your side. And even a poor person needs to do that. Uh, where does the Midrash see that in the Pasuk? Rabbi Yehuda Asad, in his Chidushim Mahari, he asks, What was Hashem worried about that people would go back to Egypt? Hashem had told them that He was taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey. They'd be the owners of their own country. Uh, why would why would they want to go back to Egypt? Would they be okay? Would they be slaves? Okay, so Apara let them free, so they'd be poor in someone else's country when they could go to a place where they'd be rich. Why would they go back to a place where they'd be poor? Uh, we, we see from this concern that the Jews are happy even with just a bare subsistence, as long as they have enough to eat and to live and to survive. They're happy with their with their lot. They're content. They're not interested in the extra money. That's not that's not one of their concerns. So then explains Mahari Asad, what 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 was what is the Midrash saying? So Hashem was worried the Jews would go back to Egypt. So we see from Hashem's worry that the Jews are content not being rich. Even a poor person is happy, and if a, even a poor person is happy, so we see there should be no difference at the Pesach Seder when we're leaning and we're reclining like a free person. There should be no difference between a poor Jew and a rich Jew because. That we're all content and we're happy with our lot. Number two, a reason to sing. After the Egyptians drowned in the sea, the Jews sang a song of praise to Hashem, Shiraz Hayom and Shmos Tesvav. The Gemara and Megillah Yud Amud Bez says that the Malachim, the angels, wanted to sing as well, and Hashem said to them in shock and horror, "My my creatures are drowning in the sea, and you want to sing?" Uh, the question, the obvious question is, well, if the angels couldn't sing, how come the Jews could sing? Rabbi Itzalah Velozhener, in his Pe Kadosh HaSholem, explains with a parable. There was once a city in which there was one person there who was just a horrible troublemaker and would make everybody's life miserable. He would constantly cause trouble for everybody, and eventually he died, and people were happy. They were rid of this problem of this troublesome individual, and they would no longer have to face that trouble again. And so on that day, they celebrated. And on that very day, a stranger came from another town. He saw everybody celebrating, and he joined the celebration as well. The people looked at him and said, How could you celebrate? Someone died. Aren't you going to mourn the person who died? So the, the man said, What do you mean? You're celebrating. I'm celebrating with you. And they said, No. He caused us trouble, and we're now relieved of that trouble. So we're celebrating. He never caused you any trouble, so you should be mourning a person who died. So similarly, the Egyptians caused the Jews such difficulty and trouble and enslavement and horrible lives um, that when they died, the Jews were freed of that and they celebrated their freedom. But the angels, who never suffered under the hands of the Egyptians, had no right to celebrate and said they had to mourn because God's creatures were drowning. God's creatures died. Rabbi Isla adds, you can see that at the beginning of the song of the Shira in uh, Pasuk Bey, it's Ozi Vizira Aska Vaihili Lishua. 
So Hashem is our strength and our song. We're, we're praising Hashem. Why? Because He was our salvation. He saved us. Not because He punished the Egyptians for doing bad, but because He saved us. And that is the only reason that we're allowed to sing. Number three, build the temple. The Torah says in the Shiraz Hayam, in Shmos, Tezvav, Yud Zayin, Mikdash Hashem Konenu Yodecha. The Mikdash, the sanctuary, uh, Hashem, you've established it with your hands. Rashi and Tosus, in different places throughout Shas, say that this Pasuk means that the third temple, the third base of Mikdash, will be come down from Shemaim, come down from heaven, Hashem will build it. Konenu Yodecha, Hashem himself, with his hands, so to speak, will build it and will establish it. It will come down from heaven uh, into Yerushalayim. However, the Rambam, in his introduction to Masachas Midos, and the Tosas Yontav, in his introduction there, makes it clear that the Rambam disagrees with Rashi and Tosas. That's why the Rambam says why we have a, a Masachas of Mishnayos that tells us the details, the descriptions of the Beis HaMikdash so that we can build it. We know how to build the Beis HaMikdash. So it says the Tosas Yontav, Ra, Ra, the Rambam disagrees with Rashi and Tosas. And that it's not that the third base of Mikdash is going to come down from Shemaim, but rather we will build it with Hashem's help. If that's the case, what does Rambam do with this Pasuk? So Tzvi Pesach Frank, in the Pnei Tzvi Pesach Frank Torah, so he suggests that the Rambam holds, like Shita Mekubetzis in Ksuos Heyamadalaf, which says that the Koninu Yedecha here, Mikdash Hashem Koninu Yedecha, what does it mean that Hashem with his hands has established the Beis HaMikdash is talking about the Mikdash Shelmala. There's a corresponding temple in heaven that corresponds directly to the temple in Yerushalayim. Hashem will build the temple in heaven and we will build the temple in this world. Number four, Jewish continuity. The Torah tells us that after Kriyas Yamsuf, after the splitting of the Red Sea, that the Jews traveled for three days in Shmos Tesvav Chavbez Vayel Chushloshes Yomim Bamidbar Velomadzumayim. They went for three days in the desert and they didn't find water. The Gemara in Bavakama Pebes Amun Aleph says Ein Maim Ela Torah. The water here refers to Torah. They went for three days without Torah and they started to wither. And there, therefore, the prophets among them instituted that we should read from the Torah. Uh, this, uh, three times a week, so that we don't go three days without Torah. Shabbos, Monday, and Thursday, so there are no three days pass without Torah. Simcha Wasserman, in the Kovitz Parshios, asks, What do you mean three days without Torah? They were in Egypt for 210 days without Torah. And then after they left Egypt, they traveled for m more than three days until Kriyas Yamsuf. So what does the Gemara mean? That, uh, what does the Pasuk mean? That they went for three days without Torah and they started to wither. So it says Reb Simcha Wasserman, when they were in Egypt, they were slaves, so the Egyptians made them remember that they were Jews. They couldn't forget. And when the Egyptians uh, chased after them as they were leaving, leaving Egypt before the, the Kriyas Yamsuf, so so too, the persecution reminded the Jews that they, that they were Jews, and you couldn't lose that identity. But one in good times, once there's no evil anti-Semitism forcing you to remember that you're Jewish, it's very easy to lose that identity. And only the Torah, only learning Torah, living Torah, can help us retain that identity. And that's what, why after Kriyas Yamsuf, when there was no one chasing after them, that's finally when they realized that they needed the Torah. And the prophets among them instituted that we must continue to learn Torah all the time to retain that identity. Number five, how to win. 
The Torah tells us that when Bnei Yisrael were fighting against Amalek, Shmos, Yud Zayin, Yud Aleph, Kasher, Yarim Moshe, Yado, when Moshe would lift up his hand, Vigovar Yisrael, Yisrael would win, would overcome, would prevail. Why does it say Yarim in the future, when Moshe would lift up his hand? It should say Herim, when he lifted up his hand. It already happened thousands of years ago. The Chavaz Chaim al Torah explains with a different question. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu choose Yehoshua to lead the battle, to go out to fight against Amalek? He could have chosen anyone to be the general. Why Yehoshua? So he explains that Yehoshua had something unique. Yehoshua was second in the, in the transmission of the Torah. Lo yomish mitocha ohel. In Shmuel Salam Gimadil it says Yehoshua never left the tent. Yehoshua was strong, uniquely strong, in this Koach Torah, the strength of the Torah that he had. And Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to make sure that when we go out to battle, we have this Koach Torah on our side. The strength of Torah should be fighting with us to overcome our, our enemies. And therefore, explains the Chavaz Chaim, says, Kasher Yorim Moshe Yado, when we lift up in the hand in the future, anytime we go to battle, if we go out to fight against our enemies with this Koach HaTorah, that's when we will prevail.